This episode is brought to you by PB and Joey. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. Now available with Venmo and SquarePay. Also check us out on social media. Now that the election is over and everyone's back to hating Kanye West, I received an unexpected visit, but a much appreciated one from my friend Kendra. We sat down for about an hour and a half, chatted about the usual stuff, updated me on the progress of my scarf that she's making for me, which is much appreciated. And of course, I'm a scarf guy, so more to the collection. Also, a side note, the restaurant that we chatted about in the upcoming podcast is called Loretta's Last Call. It is near the House of Blues and is behind Fenway Park. Uh, when you hear us talking about chicken and waffles, this is the restaurant I am referring to. Once again, Loretta's Last Call, chicken and waffles, you can't beat it. Also on a side note for PB and Joey, White Chocolate Cashew is making a triumphant return. So look for that coming soon. Anyways, with all that put aside, let's talk. I had some cool stuff along the way, though. I had a couple other things that were really awesome. Like, my last article was... I loved it. It was an article I've been wanting to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have... Um, I had a name for the article. I just didn't have uh, anything underneath it. I didn't know what to... Okay, I got a name. But I got nothing else. Right. And then the election came along, and I was like, perfect. And then I saw the reaction afterwards, and I'm like, Perfect. Now I know what to do with it. Oh my god, my son was so funny. I ended up calling out that one day. I was dealing with my own like anxiety issues and whatnot. Just like the week of the election. And it wasn't even about the election. It was just other like, stuff? Um, it was just wicked stressed out. Can't calm myself down. Are you still dealing with that um, personal thing? With Zippy? Or whatever the is. Or is that, like, just whatever? Um, we're, we're done. Well, yeah, I could have figured yeah, that. I mean, we're, we're done. Um, I try to keep my mind busy so I don't think about it. It's not, that is impossible. Right. That you, th- people will say they try to keep busy. You're thinking about it the entire time while you're mm-hmm. doing it. It's not possible. But, um, and that, that played a huge part in, like, the recent anxiety relapses. So I ended up calling out of work, like, the day after the elections because after my huge anxiety attack that Tuesday I just had wicked a wicked bad migraine. I woke up Wednesday morning wasn't any better. So like I woke up it was like ten minutes before my alarm when they announced Trump's presidency. <laughs> I went to bed I didn't even know. I <laughs> eh. let's see. I came home, what was it, Wednesday? No, it was, what, what is it, Super Tuesday, November 8th, yeah. right? Came home, I turned everything off, I watched, 
somebody told me I need to watch Animal House. I said, I'll do you a favor. You watch Top Gun, I'll watch Animal House. He'd never saw Top Gun. I've never seen Animal House. I was like, you love Top Gun. Well, yeah, of course. You're supposed to. <laughs> I think it's law. <laughs> so I watched Animal House, I think, or something. I watched something and then went to bed at like 8.30. Didn't turn on Instagram, didn't turn on Twitter, didn't turn on anything. Had no idea what was going on. None whatsoever. Didn't even turn on the radio in the morning. Went where I needed to go. I made it till 10 a.m. without knowing anything. And then I was, well, what I was doing is on, I was on Slick Deals, my favorite deal website for shopping. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes Verizon offers those gift cards that you can use to pay your bill mm -hmm. for free. And all of a sudden, a deal came down that said Trump's Make America Great Again hats for $5. And then you can see the deals in the middle, thumbs up or thumbs down on the right. And then on the left, it shows the comments regarding those threads. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the, the comments in the threads, and I went, oh, no. <coughs> and then I was like, all right, let me go find out what happened. So I went to Twitter, and I saw it, and I go, oh, my God, are you actually serious? This guy actually won? I was so shocked. I'm like, wow. I'm not going to lie. I voted for him. I didn't vote. I didn't vote. I, I, I voted for him. So, like, I woke my son up at 6 o'clock in the morning. Good morning, baby. Time to get up. And he opens one eye. I guess he won the election. <laughs> he jumped up. He goes, Donald Trump. <laughs> he was so happy. He's like, oh, Mommy, this is gonna be a great day. And I'm like, you're four. <laughs> Well, he, every day for a four-year-old is a great day. He goes, but Trump won, mommy. Well, I know that I know you're in that. You have that type of mindset. I know you steer in that direction, which is cool. But him, he's four. He doesn't have direction. He just, you know, chicken nuggets are at six and bedtime's at eight. That's pretty much it. You know, it's play with your food and then that's it, right? No. Oh, my God, my. My child is all over the map. Oh, he's, he, he's oh, he works for Breitbart. <laughs> yeah. Him and My, Milo Yiannopoulos, they work for Breitbart. Yeah. Well, that's good. At least he, you know what? At least he has job security. <laughs> that's good. No, it was a funny day. Um, and I stayed out of all of it for the most part because I didn't care because I didn't believe in the candidates and things like that. And I mean, even if even if Bernie was um, running the primary instead of Hillary, I still don't think I would have. I stayed out of all of it because I just don't believe in it. Right. Um, I politically, yeah, I got a lot of issues with Donald. He's got a lot to prove to me. Um, but was he better than the other candidates on his end? Yes. In my opinion, it was the lesser of two evils, which doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean I'm going to vote for you. Right. Doesn't. Right. Um, I find Hillary disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I didn't, I, I didn't vote for her the last time she ran. I felt that. I go, I said basically in my article, like, you people had the perfect candidate in, in your hands. He was right there. And you just, he was going to give you the world. He was promising you the world. And you tossed him aside for, you tossed him aside for her. Gender aside, everything aside, he offered you everything that you wanted. Wanted. Okay, forget about what he could do or what he couldn't do or what his politics were. He was everything you wanted. Bernie was everything you wanted in a candidate. 
and you kicked him to the curb. And you instead empl employ her to be your call to be your savior. You got exactly what you deserved. You put a very you've you've made somebody who is a very flawed personality, a very flawed past, go against somebody who has exactly the same problems that you do. But he's got celebrity. He's got personality. You don't. And I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, how's this going to turn out? He's either going to get the shit beaten out of him or the news is wrong. And I thought to myself, I think the news is wrong. And I found out they were, yeah, they were wrong. They were skewed. They were completely skewed. The, the, the news was completely skewed. All the misinformation. Because you know they don't go out and get their polls. They hire other people to do it for them. Right. Even, even, right. Fo even Fox got it wrong. You know what's funny? Now, forget about the news that got it wrong or Fox that got it wrong. It was the fact that Vegas got it wrong. Vegas doesn't get it wrong. Vegas had Hillary at a 10 to 1 odds. Which means if you voted for Donald... For example, you vote, you know, you throw 10 bucks down on, throw a dollar down on Donald, he wins, you win 10 bucks. Throw 100 bucks down on Donald. At 10 to 1 odds, you're going to do just fine. 10 bucks on Donald, you win 100. 100 on Donald, you win 1,000. Do the math. So, I was like, that's what you get. And I was like, I don't have any sympathy for you people who are chanting hate speech or whatever. I have no, I mean, yeah, half the population is uh, of this, well, what is it? The core of this population is stupid anyway. Mm -hmm. But get, I think Bill Burr said it best. Those, pe those people in the middle who you think are deplorable, those are the people who grow our corn. You know, they do our livestock. They feed the rest of this, they feed the rest of the country. So mm -hmm. show a little fucking respect. Right. And people are going to vote for him for a lot of different reasons. A lot of people, and probably even included yourself, voted for him mainly because they hate Hillary Clinton. They despise her. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of Republican or conservative-minded or libertarian people would have definitely considered voting for voting, voted for Bernie Sanders um, because he brought something different to the table. They would have definitely considered it. But once he was gone, they had made up their minds, there's no way in hell I'm voting mm -hmm. for her. None. I was I was tossing the coin between Bernie Sanders and, and Trump. Yeah. It, to, yeah. To, to be honest with you. Like, yes, uh, one reason is I, I don't she skis, like it. She skeezes you out. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I don't like Hillary Clinton. I don't like anything she stands for. She's, oh. She's, she's um, fake. She's a fraud. Exactly. Like the rest of but then the, it, the political world. But, like, I, I wanted to make certain, certain that I was saying this, but I don't believe in either candidate. I think they're both wrong. However, if there's anybody who's going to be, who's going to actually make changes I, possibly, I think it would be the Donald. I, I think he has a lot of good ideas. The way he wants to execute them yeah. is is kind of like, all right, take a step back and, and actually think about what you're saying. Like the idea is good. How you're presenting it is good, but how you want to execute it I don't think he has a good. I don't think he has a clue. <laughs> I just I think it's so um, funny that even though he doesn't have he doesn't have the political experience, which is probably a good thing, I think he just said fuck it. I'm just gonna run on emotion. I'm gonna yeah. throw it all out there. Well and look, then, look at look at Reagan. 
Well, yeah, you know what's funny? Reagan, they had the polls wrong on wrong mm-hmm. on Reagan. I don't know much about Reagan to say he was good or bad or. Anything. I mean, like we were, we were just babies when he was ending his presidency. We, yeah. we were we were babies. We didn't know. But I mean, the only bad thing I remember hearing about Reagan was small businesses had a very hard time. Was Reagan? Was Reagan? Um, eighty four to eighty eight. Yeah. Eighty four to eighty eight. So what happened in eighty four to eighty eight? I was one years old. The space shuttle Challenger exploded. That was eighty six. Yeah, I yeah. was three. What else happened? That's it. Oh, eighty five. That was a good year for 80s music. That's about all I know. <laughs> 83 and 87 were good years. <laughs> for, uh, well, for, for music. <laughs> oh, for yeah. Music. <laughs> Let's see, 83, we had, oh, God, we had 1984 by Van Halen. And then you have Pyromania from Def Leppard. Yeah. Shot to number two. Wait, yes. was it Pyromania or, or, nope. or Hysteria? It was Pyromania. It was Pyromania. It, it, that got released in 82. I'm sure there was a White Snake album somewhere in there. Hysteria got released in 87. Really good album. Then I mean, yes, Rocket. I own, Rocket's a sick album. I own every Def Leppard Well, no CD shit. We, I couldn't see that coming. <laughs> um, what other, what other hap- uh, what other stuff was there? Metallica. Oh, when was Injustice for All? Well, that's all right. They had, I mean, there was there was Ride the Lightning, there was ba- um, there was Master of Puppets, and there was yeah. So Metallica was there. No Nine Inch Nails yet. That didn't really happen. No, Guns and Roses was, was P- Guns and Roses was what eighty nine. Guns and Roses was like that was ninety one. No, they they first hit it in about eighty seven, eighty eight with Appetite for Destruction because I remember Welcome to the Jungle and Axl Rose actually had like the huge ass eighties hair. I think that um, you know, I really think that even those years people sit and talk a lot of shit about music in the eighties. The eighties were the best music. There was some damn good music in the, the, it's the reason why I still listen to eighties music. First of all, Toto was rocking. Journey was rocking. Oh, absolutely. You know? Um let's see, some of the eighties music I think they were just all pissy because like the British rock band, the British uh, wimpy rock bands like Depeche Mode were hitting it big, and they were all mm-hmm. you know soppy and sad, like The Cure mm-hmm. and shit like that. But besides that, I mean, punk. They had the, you had the Ramones, you had the Misfits, um, a band called Death of Seventy Two. You had the Dead Kennedys. You had uh, Henry Rollins band, things like that. Eighties punk was sick. I mean, that whole thing was crazy. So as far as music, and yeah, you had some of that eighties music that techno shit that stuff was bomb like uh new order things like that that stuff was fun music a lot of that stuff is still big to this day oh the aha take on me it's one of the greatest songs of all time oh my god robert palmer was catchy but it was still fun rock music was sick rap music was probably some of its best rap music back then yep that's probably the only time you'll catch me listening to rap is 80s rap. 80s and 90s rap was probably some of the best stuff. I mean, they had some, some of the heavy hitters like NWA and Public Enemy was the late 80s. No doubt. You know? So, I mean, that that's... The late the 80s had some awesome stuff. I think it was when, like, 1990 is when we had some really shitty music. Oh, yeah, because like, it went from awesome music to grunge. Like, you had well, Nirvana, no, it wasn't. you had Blind Melon, you had... That was, like, early 90s. Here's the thing is, yeah. like, 1990, like... 1991. I don't. I don't remember them being a lot of like big stuff on the front. There was like mm-hmm. Technotronic was was front and center on Saturday Night Live. Technotronic had one hit. Okay, 
there was nothing really going on. And I think that people were just, they were exhausted because of the hair metal bands. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, granted, Def Leppard and things like that and, and uh, White Snake, those were cool bands. But po- uh, Poison was played out. Winger was played out. Warrant was played Warrant out. Warrant was played out. Uh, yeah. L.A. Guns, well, they were gone at that point. Uh, Great White oh my God, sucked. I love L.A. Guns. Great White sucked. Oh. Um, but these bands were kind of played out, and it was just mm-hmm. Cinderella. Come on, give me a break. Um, but there's only really one Cinderella song I like, anyways. I, I, think, I think people were just exhausted. Oh, two, two. Sorry, there's two. They were exhausted, right? And I think it was important that because here's the thing: is we didn't like the teens didn't have an out. Teens didn't have an outlet. We didn't really have an outlet for music. We were still hair metal. Didn't make you angry. It didn't help you vent anger. It was cool in some ways, but it didn't... No, it helped people get laid. Yeah. And when I'm, how old was I? Probably like six years old. That didn't do much for me in like 1988, 1989. I wasn't really looking for ass then. I'm not really looking for ass now. But that's probably why I can relate. The, I think the important thing of Nirvana is they came and they laid waste to all that excess garbage that came out of the late 80s. I mean... The stuff that was good in the 80s is still good today. It's relevant. It's still played. It's got remastered editions, 25th anniversary editions, all coming out. You know, Def Leppard still tours. Uh, was like that. They just released an album last October. Brand new music. Like, it's, it's awesome. I haven't checked. I should look into that. I like them, the new stuff. Like, I know when Tap Toto came out with, like, a new album in 04, and I freaking loved it. And I- well, if, if you check out their, their new album. Oops. Um... The first four tracks are, like, my absolute favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The first four tracks. I should check that out. I, mm-hmm. I liked Def Leppard. I liked a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they had some, like... I loved the song Rocket. Because, well, obviously the song that came after it, we all know and hate yeah. it. But Rocket was a sweet song. I love that song. It just had a good vibe to it. It was political. It was something different. I enjoyed the hell out of that. People get that mixed up with Rocket Queen by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, totally yeah. different. Totally different. Love that. But no, I I don't. I sometimes forget that a lot of these bands actually. Oh my god! So next summer, I'm gonna have to ask you to go to a Def Leppard concert with me. Def Leppard concert. Yeah. When was the last concert you went to? Um, I missed them this year, but. Well, I in went... general, it doesn't have to be an '80s hair band concert. No, actually, last concert I went to was Def Leppard last year. Was it? Tesla and Sticks, and I'm like, well, I've seen Sticks like. So it's, a thousand times. Yeah, I saw Sticks. And like, last summer, when they played at Meadowbrook, they played with Tesla and um, Ario Speedwagon, which, Ario, I've seen, again, a thousand times. Are they any good? Um, actually, yeah, they are really good. They were a good um, band. They were right there in and the I was, late 70s. I was excited because I had never seen Tesla before. Were they any good? I know. Te- I w- Tesla, awesome. That's The cool. song Modern Day Cowboy. Amazing, love it. You definitely are an eighties girl. Yes, <laughs> love um, it. <laughs> I saw. I was just at the Portland Civic Center for a band, one of those like emo rock bands. My buddy Bobby gave me a ticket, which is really cool, and, and I got to go up to Portland. But I wasn't. I really didn't know what was going on. It just wasn't. It was one of those emo rock bands that I couldn't get a grip mm-hmm. on. However, before that was last year, I saw Refused at. The Sinclair, which is a 500 seat mm-hmm. club in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. This is a band. To fill you in on Swedish 
Swedish punk. It's heavy, it's fast, it's fun, and it's very, very, uh, there's not a lot of it. But this band, they came around in 95. They came out with like two or three albums. In 96, they came out with an album called The Shape of Punk to Come. This album from front to, from start to finish was one of the coolest albums ever. Mm-hmm. And then they just disappeared. Gone. They just disappeared. No, no, no solo projects or anything. They did this song called the new, have you ever seen the movie Crank? Yes. Jason Statham? Yes. Remember in the beginning where he, he smashes the TV to pieces? He gets so angry. He I haven't the t- seen it in a while. And he kicks the TV in. Mm-hmm. There's a song in the background that's playing when he runs and jumps in his car and takes off. That's called New Noise. That's the Refused. Or that's Refused. It is one of the, it is one of the best pump you up songs ever. Um, and then all of a sudden in 2012, they just came back. All the originals. They all came back. And they just went on tour Hellfest and things like that. And they mm-hmm. sounded just as good as the studio album that they put out back in 96. They were amazing. And they came out with a new album. And the first, and the, the, you know how sometimes they make a comeback and they just throw in some of the new stuff mm-hmm. that's really not that good? These songs are freaking awesome. Like Dawkins Christ and things like that. These songs fucking kick ass. And I went and saw them in a 500 seat theater or club. And I, they had a, there's a tier or like a, uh, a balcony that goes mm-hmm. around like this. And you're, if you're here, you can literally look over the, the stage. Mm-hmm. So intimate, so awesome, such a good, so cool. And I'm so glad that I got to see them because I'm pretty sure they're not going to be around much longer. So I was really happy to see that. Oh, I know. I would love, and this is going to be like the cheese ball in me. Well, well that's fine. Two, two, two cheese ball moments. I'm a fan of Cheetos. <laughs> Um, I would love to go see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Yeah, and they're coming up too. Yeah. I heard they're a good time. I've, uh, that's what I hear. I've never seen them. I want to see them. Um, and then one of my girlfriends and I, we want to actually go see New Kids on the Block and Paul Abdul next summer. <laughs> that's fun way. That's definitely more your speed than mine. <laughs> like we were Facebooking each other the other day. I'm like, oh my God, we I have like to Paul go. Abdul. I like mean, I And I she's like, oh, she's like, can you imagine the two of us in Boston? I'm like, yeah, they're gonna have to shut the city down. <laughs> Boston's fun. Where where would where was it gonna be, or where were they holding the concert? Fenway. At Fenway. At Fenway. Wow. So you okay? Well, all right. So you have Fenway. You have the House I think of it's Blues. Like July 9th. That's something a, like that's that. a busy spot. So you have Kenmore Square. Behind mm-hmm. Kenmore Square, or or is it Kenmore Square? Behind the, the, I think it's the wall, the, mm-hmm. uh, the green monster, there's the blue, House of Blues. But right next to the House of Blues, there's a couple restaurants. Mm-hmm. One of them, I forget what the place is. I have it on my Instagram. They serve a barbecued chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You, you've ever had, have you ever had chicken and waffles? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they do a barbecued version. So get your waffle, but then you, they, you get your fried chicken, but the fried chicken is covered in barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I am completely game for this. I have to have this. I ate the whole damn thing. Absolutely loved it. I haven't had chicken and waffles that good since we're You're going to make me want to go to Boston. I go to Boston whenever I can. Ah, oh, you're going to have to take me with you next time you go. Providing that, you know, I'm available. Well, yeah, I know. You're busy. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a mini version of you. Because, I mean, I won't drive in Boston, nor will I be. Fine, it's not nor, that bad. Nor, nor will I go to Boston by myself. It's not that bad. Both are fun. Because you have the reason you have a 
number one, if you're by yourself, you have complete ability to explore. Run around the city, go wherever you want. Yeah, but I could do that if I had somebody with me. That's true. But, yeah, well, it's true. And, I'm and, just saying and, in general, even if you do just decide and, to go down. In my eyes, it's for me, it's it's a lot but better it's, and it's a lot more fun having somebody with you. That's true. But it's also an, uh, an, uh, an unnarrated version. It, going into a city, when you have people with you, it's like narration. Or somebody like, say, for example, you're watching the World Series. It's 2004. Mm-hmm. And from your perspective, being a Red Sox fan, they just won. Would you much rather listen to the crowd cheering and your friends cheering, or do you want to listen to somebody just talking over it? Like some announcers do, they just talk over it, like they need to fill the space. No, you want them to shut up and you just want to hear mm-hmm. the ambiance of 35,000 people screaming. Well, actually, they didn't win in Fenway, but still, you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. That same thing when you're in a city. Listen to the lights, listen to the traffic, the honking, the police sirens, the, the, the movement of people, people watching. The, you soak it in and all by yourself, and you don't have somebody, oh, let's go here, let's go there, let's go down this street. I'm hungry. i got to stop and use the bathroom. Oh, i got to hit an AT machine. Why don't you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to listen to the beauty that is the city. And that's what I get a kick out of. It's Boston. It's fine. New York. Love it, too. I've never been to New York. New York's nice. I think you'd like New York. It's not a hard drive either. You can actually get there in no, four no, hours. No, I know it's four hours away. Yeah, um, well, it's... hotels are expensive, but yeah, because my dad lives, my dad lives in New in upstate New York, no, which I... is another four hour drive. Right. Um, but... but yeah, the um, um, a competitor, uh, acquaintance of mine, uh, Sierra Jane Russo, just was in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. I didn't know. She's like, you going down for nationals, um, for fitness, and uh, I'm like, maybe, but I didn't really get a formal invitation because I figured she was just going there. She's gonna be with people, and I'm like, I don't want to bother her. And then I see pictures of her on stage. I'm like, how the fuck did you get on stage? I didn't know you were competing. Did you nationally qualify? And she did, and I was like, really cool. I was like, oh, she was a teenager. I could have drawn with her, driven through New York, picked up some pastries and some sausage and bread, like I always do. But I didn't go. But I would love to go back down there again. I'm just trying to get, you know, other stuff taken care of before I can do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like taking my car down there because my car is the perfect city car because I can just zip in and out of traffic. And you don't, you can, the great thing about driving in Boston is you can kind of move with the flow. It's not that bad. As long as you kind of know where you're going. Yeah, see, I don't know where I'm going. That's why you get the Waze app. The Waze app will inform you of traffic patterns where the police are, and, and but then again, in the city, it doesn't matter, um, but where you need to go. And you can just kind of follow the flow of traffic and not really worry about, oh, this sign, that sign. The Waze app will just the, tell you where to go. And then you and then you pick your favorite spots. You find your parking garage, you park your car, and then you walk among the north end. This pastry place, this coffee shop, this restaurant, this gift shop, there's the people. Go watch them. Walk among the a- areas here. Okay, there's the hotel you want to stay at, or there's the show you're going to, and it's you can walk. Everything's within 10 minutes here. If you want to go into the downtown for some reason, you just go grab your car, go drive downtown. You probably wouldn't want to do anything downtown because Midtown is mostly just financial. There's a couple theaters. However, when you start to veer away from that area, you get Chinatown. And Chinatown's fun. Sometimes it smells like a giant fart, but the food is the food can be fun. It is a big Broadway section, a lot of lights and stuff. 
me and uh, Bobby and I went and saw um, Adam Carolla, mm-hmm. his podcast over at the Wilbur. That was a blast. My jaw was on the floor the whole show. It was I, I've been dying to see that, so I got a lot of kicks out of that. But yeah, you you just do it. You just go. And yeah, I understand taking somebody with you. I would totally yeah, I would do that. Um, I would just find you know when I am deciding to go down there. Uh, my friend Lindsay offered me to have dinner with her down there. Um, I said, well, I'm like, well, you know what? Let me ask my let me ask Beth as well if she wants to go. Um, because she just because Lindsay just went through a breakup and to my friend Zach, I put I didn't put the two together, but I introduced him. So I'm kind of busted up about that because that I was kind of hoping, well, somebody's relationship's got to fucking work around work out around here, and well, apparently that's not the case. So I'm like kind of like keeping my distance. You understand, right? Yeah. Trying to keep my distance. I mean, that's, that's the constant story of my life. Yeah. It's like well, the never-ending fucking chapter. <laughs> well, yeah. Some cha- well, some ta- chapters are long. Um, how do we give an 80s music to this? But, yeah, no, because, yeah. We started talking about concerts we, and locations. Right. Well, Chicken and Waffles is that place. I don't remember what it's called. I can probably look it up, though. Um, but it's right there at Fenway. It's right there at Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. You can throw your food across the street and it will land at the, at the monster. But yeah, you're gonna be there. And Paula Abdul is. How does Paula Abdul get that venue? New Kids on the Block are headlining. Oh, and then it's Donnie. Paula, then it's Paula Abdul and Boys to Men. Donnie, Donnie hooked it up. So, there'll probably be some Wahlburger signs there. Then. Oh, I've mean, never eaten there. It's good. Better than Five Guys, in my opinion. I think it's good. I, every time I eat at Five Guys, I'm. I'm sick of the dog hurting. Well, it's high, it's highly greasy, and I think yeah. the I think the burger it's a burger, but it's not the burger you want. Like you I, really the burgers have a it's certain. Like, it's like a freaking heart attack wrapped up. Nah, it's not. Yeah, but it's it's it feels kind of empty when you eat it. Like you really hope for a certain flavor in a, in a burger, and I don't, I just don't think Five Guys was delivering that. When you eat at, when you eat at Wahlburgers, I think you get more of. You don't feel shitty like oh I regret having that burger. Like no, that burger was good. The meat tasted great. I got all the fixings I wanted. I enjoyed this burger, and I would totally have again given the opportunity. Like when I went to In-N-Out in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I think that was probably one of the highlights of actually going to LA. Was was just In-N-Out burger, freaking awesome burger. That and El Torito's. I got drunk on peach margaritas and. Oh, I've never been to LA. So. LA, it's um, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. My uncle used to live. Um, in Hawthorne. There's a lot to like about it. There's a lot to hate about it. Um, I never had issues with traffic there. I kind of didn't really give it. I mean, first of all, I was in a rental car, so I didn't care. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's L.A. I mean, you. I had no reason to go back at this point. It's not like I'm getting into show business anytime soon. It'd be cool. But you know what would be funny, though? I think back, if I was to actually do one thing different, I probably would have tried, like, stand-up comedy and followed that route and been, like, a road comic and avoid and avoided all this fitness competition shit, long-term relationship shit, and just ignored all that and just started out doing open mic nights for, like, five years and just working my way into the, into the, into the road comic thing where I could travel, get an agent, and work on material 
and just focus on that late nights of being a comic and doing stuff like that. If I would have done that at a younger age when I was like in my early 20s, I think I would have probably like moved to Boston and really worked on that. But that ship has sailed for me and I don't have that mentality of working on material like that. I can barely come up with an article every couple weeks, you know. And this is the most I've, besides sitting here and talking with you, this is the most I've chatted with anybody in the last couple of weeks. Because I get, as you can tell, I get so freaking annoyed with people. I'm just like, what do you want? Why are you talking to me? Are you lonely for some reason? And you want to chat with me? So I got nothing to offer you. <laughs> so I don't tell you. You at least offer a different perspective because, you know, you just have a different lifestyle and you have different opinions and things mm -hmm. like that. And I think that's cool. So, plus we can chat about like 80s music and shit like that absolutely plus we don't get to talk much because i'm always in hiding well yeah and i'm always working and, yeah and i got the kiddo how's that working out haven't fired Good. him yet no i haven't fired him yet <laughs> hmm. <laughs> he just had picture day at school on wednesday oh dolled up his little flannel button-down shirt his khaki pants flannel well, not flannel, but like the print. Well, well, flannel is the material. Yeah. Plaid is the, plaid, plaid is the... That's it. That was it. Plaid. Plaid, huh? His yeah. choice or yours? Mine. And he got to pick which one he wanted. He's like, I want the red one. <laughs> oh, yeah? He's like, well, then you wear the green one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the color green, Mommy. I'm like, guess what? It was a Kmart special. Two for ten. <laughs> Kmart. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's one. I actually, I actually get a, a lot of his nice clothes. I'll get at Kmart. Well, yeah, you're a mom. You're gonna shop cheap, yeah, right? Plus, I can put it on layaway. They still got layaway. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of the eighties, remember Ames? Yes. Ames. Remember Bradley's? Just gonna say yeah. <laughs> Man, no, department, no. department stores were the shit back then, weren't they? We had like all the catalog. We had like service merchandise. A beach mirror. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Leechmere. Leechmere. Was those the same ones or no? Were there no, different? no, no. It was. It was. They were similar. They were similar. Like Leechmere was more appliances and electronics, where service merchandise was kind of like Macy's without the clothing part. Yeah. Um, a lot of jewelry and. Intricate furniture. Oh my god. They just died. They died a miserable death. <laughs> Excuse me, yes. My grandmother was a freaking service merchandise and leechmere junkie. <laughs> I remember I remember service merchandise. Ames was a shit show. Mm -hmm. And then Kmart blew them out of the water. And then Walmart came along and just massacred. Zares. Zares came. Zares. Ames bought out Zares. Okay. And I only remember this because... I grew up in Salem, and on South Broadway, if you're heading towards, like, Methuen, you had, at one point, on the left-hand side, you had a Getty gas station, a McDonald's, a Friendly's, <laughs> and then there was... This was Nashville, right? No, Salem. Oh, sorry. I'm drifting. Then there was service merchandise... Zares, Market Basket, a Burger King, Demoulas, Leechmere. I thought Demoulas was also Market Basket. It is. It's okay. The, the same family. Okay. Then on the other side, you had the old Rockingham Mall where 
child world was. Wow. I, oh, because this is this is Salem. Uh, yeah, yeah, Salem. Why oh, don't do Salem? That's the thing. I think I went to Salem I'm once. Talk, like stores of the '80s. Come on, Child yeah. World, Leechmere. But the thing days. is, these were in Salem, yeah. and Salem's supposed to be like the shopping center type place. I hate Salem. Like I, I get. There's no reason for me to be there. It's like. Because if I can go shopping, I'll just go to the mall. I'll go to the Burlington right. Mall. Right. You know, if I, it, I would love to be able to go back to Nordstrom's sometime soon. That'd be awesome. I can't afford any of that crap. I see the prices, and I'm like, yeah. Well, Macy's no. doesn't have anything that I want anymore. I don't like, even shop at Macy's because most of their clothes are designed for like dudes who are like five eight and like two hundred pounds. So they basically just stock for short and fat guys now. They don't stock for dudes who actually take care of themselves. You know, I'm six foot one seventy to one seventy five, one seventy eight now. I've actually only gone up ten pounds since the comp t- since uh, my fitness show, which is actually I feel better that I did do that because you get uncomfortable when you really go up and wait after a show. But I've maintained it, so I've looked for suits and shirts and clothes in that in that range. But I look at the stuff and it's like I'm wearing a fucking balloon. I'm like I can't do this stuff, so I'm like I can't even shop at this place anymore. It's not worth my time. I can find a better shirt for Christ's sakes at like Jay Penney's. So I'm like, okay, screw that, I'll go there. Now I mainly Or I just buy direct from a third world country. You can do that now. Granted it takes like thirty eight business days for it to get here. Oh trust but... me, like that freaking wish app that is all the rage. Yeah. Wish I mean, app well there's... I've already placed like four orders on there. I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys gotta keep me away from there's another site like that. It's um, it's called like Sammy's or Tilly's, not Tilly's, but it's something along those lines. Like Zulily, huh? Zulily, something like that. It's yeah. along lines of Wish, but this is before Wish because Wish was an, uh, is app based. Oh, Sammy dress, Sammy dress, but you can get like some of the. I got a sweet jacket in there. What they do is they just they, instead of put it, they took the insulation out and you just wear a sweatshirt underneath it. Mm-hmm. Which you normally do in the winter time, mm-hmm. and that counts as your insulation. And the jacket goes over it; and it looks absolutely amazing. I bought that thing for like next to nothing. Just took a long ass time for it to get here. Right. So that's where, if I need something, I'll go there. There are some things I wouldn't buy there, like shirts, because these design, these things are, they only go up to like XXL, but. XXL in like China and Japan is for like a dude who's like 140 pounds. Oh yeah, I mean I see I see a bunch of like cute tops that I like, and I'm like, yeah, I would have to be a size zero to fit in a large. Yeah, those um, they <laughs> yeah they're designed for stuff over there, but yet they do allow shipping over here, which is cool. Like I just bought three smartwatches from Wish, and 12 bucks a piece, and surprisingly, it works. What do you use the smartwatches for? Well, I originally... I don't even know why I got one for my mom. Like, I don't even know why she wants one. She doesn't work. She doesn't leave the house. Um, and when she does leave the house, she's with me. But I got one, so when I'm at work, instead of constantly digging in my pocket, mm-hmm. if my phone goes off, I can just take a quick glance, like, oh, all right, you know, make sure, in case if, like, the daycare calls me or if my mom texts me or whatnot in the mornings from, like, six to nine I'll um some of my residents like listening to music when I get them ready so I'll just stream the music from my phone to the watch and they can actually hear it and makes their day okay so you have an app 
a, right. You have an application for it. Right. Okay. So, and then I ordered one for my dad because he works, He my, my stepdad, he works for Manchester Waterworks. A lot of times my mom will text him or like um, my grandfather's 81, like he falls a lot. So his phone is constantly going off for, you know, my, my grandfather's needs. Well, if he's in the middle of like doing a shut off or whatnot, or if he's in somebody's basement or crawl space, he can't reach his phone. At least if he has the watch, he can look and say, okay, you know, at least I know it's not an emergency. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, you know what? That's, that's like a legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. But me personally, there's a lot of reasons people buy them for just. They buy them for stupid stuff. Oh, hey, I can access Facebook. Oh, hey, I can take a selfie. Or, no, they do it to look, like, look cooler than they really right. are. For, uh, I don't. I'm a traditionalist in that way. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm gonna spend a if I'm gonna spend a few hundred bucks on something around my wrist, guess what? It's gonna be a fucking Swiss watch. I'm gonna be an old school. I love this thing, and I'm not putting an Apple or an Android mm-hmm. around my wrist. I can go in my pocket. I can pull out my sick phone, okay, and I can look at myself. But I don't okay. work in a nursing station. I don't. I don't climb towers, electrical towers. So I can go in my pocket. If you work in an office and you have a smartwatch, you're a douchebag. Right. I mean, like if. You don't see it on my wrist if I'm not at home. Yeah, put on something nice. I put mean, oh, or if I'm out, if like um, I want to go hiking this weekend, so yeah, I'll put it, I'll, I'll wear it if I go out hiking. Yeah, there's, it's, it, you know, I can, it's, I have a category for it. It's called douche tech. It's the same thing as like Google glasses. What? Google people wear the, 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 they were these glasses. This was a big thing for a while. Glasses that you wear, and they would supply you with information. You could look people up through their through. Just through the glasses. Just like wearing a smartwatch. Instead, they were smart glasses. Oh, Jesus. And then there was restaurants and stores and certain places, bookstores. Be like, They just went, you come in here with those, we're kicking your ass right back out. Mm-hmm. You can't wear that shit in here. And I think they kind of lost their way. Right. So I know VR is kind of a big thing right now. But that's for like, it's great with drones because of glare mm-hmm. and other things. But... Google Glasses, I didn't really... I don't think that's really picked up that much. Right. At least not for recreational purpose. Right. This is cool. Having a drone is cool because of the scenery I can do with it and the fact that you don't have to have... I don't have to be holding the controller to operate it. I tested it out at a football field the other day where I put point of interest and then once I found the point of interest, I put it at the proper height and the proper distance and it literally just circles in either direction, at any speed, at any circumference. It circles the point of interest. Nice. At a, and I can literally just pan around. Like if I wanted to fly around a building, I can have it. I can do that and have it fly around the building. And then I can get a nice, steady view of that whole thing mm-hmm. and then figure out how I'm going to apply it later. Right. Right now, I think my plan with this little guy is to come up with some promos. Um for the site, trying to figure out how I how much more creative I can get with it mm-hmm. because I'm I always feel like I'm in a creative deficit like I can never come up with new stuff but there's ideas in my head that I really want to get out and then go from there. Like I heard that Metallica came out with a new album and I heard the new I heard the new album the new song Hardwired, which is actually really good. I actually enjoyed the hell out of it. So what I did was I went for a night flight. I walked, there's um, Elm Street, and there's like Canal Street, and mm-hmm. there's the parking structure, which is pretty yeah. high. And I launched it from there. And it's dark. It's dark. So there's 
I'm literally like f flying this thing. This is before I realized that this thing can go a mile. So I could have flown it over Elm Street. Like not just on Elm Street. I could have flown it over onto this side. I could have flown it across the Merrimack River. But I didn't really do that. I maybe flew. But I was so worth, you know, so focused on how high it could get. Mm -hmm. I was. I should have been more focused on how how much distance I can get going that way. Right. So I saw the Dart. Uh, I think it was the Catholic, the Dartmouth Hitchcock Medical Center helicopter. Mm -hmm. I chased after that. Then when it, once it landed at CMC, <laughs> I flew back. I flew it back over the, uh, not the Queen City Bridge, but the other one, the Amoskeg. Amoskeg. I just flew it right along Elm Street, mm -hmm. and then. There was the Brady Sullivan building, and the ladies were cleaning it at night. So I just came down it floor by floor by floor and almost flew it into the building. Oh, so I was having fun with that. And then I was like, okay, what kind of, what can I do with this? It looks really cool. It's dark. There's a lot of lights. So I'm like, let me make this thing completely whacked out. Because my first flight was just sort of a test light. What can I do with it? So I sped it up, and I made the camera shake. Like in post production, I made it shake, I made it rock, and I made it like a heartbeat, like it was a, a a mosquito that took too much Molly or ecstasy. And then I added the music, and then I changed up the filters, and then I added kaleidoscopes and glare, and I was like, "This is totally like, I'm, this is perfect with this music." And then I ran with it for a minute, and I was like, "That's my new one." And I got a ton of likes, it got a ton of views. I was like, this is perfect. And then I did one, um, do you remember the song Space Oddity by... Um, David Bowie. Yes. I just did that one. I just did that one. And that was like 55 seconds. So I did that and I got, I made everything glow, like very trippy-like. Mm -hmm. And I flew it over by Rock Remen, mm -hmm. a few hundred feet up. So I flew over that whole part of the town. And I scared a couple kids over at the soccer field. Oh, I flew that right behind me. Yeah. I, I flew it over there. <laughs> And then I took a bunch of stuff from there and kind of made a video out of that. So I'm like, okay, what do I do now? So I got a few things. I'm working on a couple promos for it because I think that the, nowadays that type of creativity is in demand. Mm -hmm. And marketing agencies are, are looking for that type of stuff. Not that it was going to go anywhere, but at least I'm going to try. Right. I mean, like I said to you, I mean, yeah, you make scarves in your off time, but you keep doing that. And what if happens? Oh, somebody notices man, it. And your scarf. Death of me. Why? What happened? Do not let me anywhere near the yarn store. The yarn store? Mm-hmm. Why? You offered to make me a scarf. Why would I say no, but yes. don't go to the yarn store? Well, because your scarf. Now, if I'm making something for myself, I don't care what it looks like. Mm -hmm. If I'm making something for somebody else, like, it has to be... Perfect. So the picture I sent you of the brown one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, scrap that. It was, the stitch was too tight. It was too stiff. So then I found one of my bigger hooks and I was like, oh yeah. Went to Michael's. Yep. Last Saturday because they were having a sale. Michael's is always having a sale. You could have bought the a store. 10 Dollar a piece thing of yarn was on sale for a dollar seventy nine. I bought like six things. Uh, you went into full mommy <laughs> sale mode. <laughs> yep. So now I had to, you know, I started with this yarn. It's thick and it's soft, and I'm like, oh, mm. I was like, yes, 
I'm like, he's gonna love this. And then I'm looking and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, it's it's not proportioned right. What's not proportioned right? The scarf. So oh. I, I tore it apart and now I'm like at Back the to square half, one? Yeah, I'm at the halfway point. I have it in the car, mm-hmm. what I've done so far. What what color is it now? It's gray. Oh, you went gray this time. I'm gray. Okay. So you're gray, and then I'm guessing you're throwing in the you're throwing that logo at the end, mm-hmm. which you said you could do. Yep. Which I'm actually I have a blue yarn that's a little lighter. Than it doesn't this. have to be. It doesn't have to be blue. That you can go. But I'm with, trying to find something that'll look good with the gray. That that'll make it pop out with the gray. That's the original. Mm-hmm. If you invert but that, I like the blue though. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, you really, you realize how many uh, modifications of that, of just that one I've done. I don't care. I like the blue. Like, it'll the, with the color blue that I have at home, it'll pop out with the gray. Yeah, um, there are several layers of, of mm-hmm. color in that actual one, but um, yeah, the more the more in depth you get with the with the swirling on the mm-hmm. outside, the more interesting it gets. But no, it's it's a freaking. That's the cool. I just came up with that logo, like I was playing around with it, and then mm-hmm. I added some oil painting effects, which kind of softened the outer layer mm-hmm. to make it look more space, like more spacey and more mm-hmm. fluid. And I was like, "This is awesome!" And that has been my. That's now my official logo. I'm actually, I'm actually not bad when it comes to making logos. Nice. All by myself, nice. considering I did it on my phone. <laughs> actually, the, the videos, the drone videos, I did all that shit on my phone too. So, but no, I, I'm now curious. Now that it's gray, you kind of have my attention. Mm-hmm. Brown scarves are cool. I just don't know if... Would you like me to go get it? No, no. I like, I would rather see a finished product. Okay. That way we, you know, that's cool. No worries. Okay. But no, that's cool. Like I, like I was saying though, like, why do I keep saying light? What the fuck's matter with me? <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the... Scarf thing is like, what if you just made a bunch of them? Like, just set aside like a time and just put them together, and then from there we figure out some type of way of moving them or selling them or showing showcasing them. Because if you if you do it more often, you get better at it. The better you get at right. it, the more varieties you can right. offer on it. And that's and that's been like that's been my goal all along. But and then it's, you know things get. And it's not just scarves, you know. Scarves like, are well. First of all, scarves are dope. Scarves, everybody buys scarves. Everybody loves scarves. Okay, and you you never have one. You always have two or three. I have one, I have two, two, three. <laughs> I have three. I have two. So, well, I'll have. I'll eventually have four. But, um, yeah, everybody has them, or some type of afghan or shawl or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, totally, and that's a market you can exploit in 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 a, in a small way. I would totally continue with that and just see what else we can do with it. Um, as far as selling them, here's the thing: when I sell my PB, I got a new uh, flavor I'm going to debut in December. Because um, Sierra Jane was harassing the shit out of me about the flavors I was offering and all that stuff, so I'm gonna reintroduce an old one that was probably my best seller, but. Um, what was I doing? Oh, the way I can sell it, because yeah, you can go on Etsy, you can buy it that way, mm-hmm. or the way people now buy it, they go on, they privately give me their information via the Venmo app. The Venmo app is my biggest go-to, but now I have another way of doing it, and I got this little guy, 
in the mail just the other day. I don't know if you've ever heard of the the company called Square. Yep. Yeah, the um I got my own square I got my own square now. My son's daycare. Complimentary. They nice. So yeah, they just try it's another way people don't feel secure. They give me cash or going on Venmo. Right. Now I can just use that. That's how um Graphical <clears> does her business when she goes to events. Right. Like I said, my son's daycare, they they just um converted to, to Square. So mm -hmm. it's nice. Like I can just you know, and then if they're not around, I can still leave my card information and they can go manually enter it into the computer. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's, it's really nice. God, you should do one for, like, Christmas shopping season. Well, yeah, I mean, whenever you want to sit here and offer your opinion or give me ideas, I can probably do that. A hundred and one reasons why women get drunk before they go Christmas shopping. <laughs> Oh, is that why you guys get into fights in the mall? Yeah. It's not because we want that toy that everybody else wants for their kid. It's because would we're that be a good drunk. I, would that be a good idea? Like, is that an easy thing to videotape? Like, people just getting in fights during Christmas? On, like, a not so much fight. It's not so much fights. It's the fact that, like, I literally cannot go Christmas shopping unless I go to the bar first. Because once I get in that store, it's moved the fuck out of my way. Mm -hmm. Because if you're standing there, knowing I'm, like, heading in your direction and you refuse to move, I'm going to bowl your ass over. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to steamroll right over you and I'm not going to bat an eyelash. And that could potentially cause a fight because I'm one of those, I don't like the mall. But for some reason, the only time I go to the mall is around Christmas. So when I go there, it's I'm there for three specific stores. You better move, or they're gonna have to like pick you up and put you in an ambulance because I'm not stopping. I've never known you to not have an aggressive personality, so I would expect you to be <laughs> shopping the same exact way. Oh, I'm horrible. I am not the typical girl when it comes to shopping. It's okay, you've been walking two miles an hour for the past five minutes. Move. I have a four year old who has to pee. If you don't move, I will give him permission to drop his pants and pee all over your leg. Oh my god. Like, you are a terrible person. No, I'm not a terrible person. It's just a side of me that nobody really sees because I very rarely go shopping. Okay, I'll give you that. Give you that. <laughs> and usually when I go shopping, I'm by myself. So I don't know. Why do I go to the mall? I went there last week for something. I couldn't find it. Um, yeah, that reminds me of their return something. But I didn't get it at the mall. I was looking for some stuff. I don't go there very often because I, I don't spend a lot of cash. But I did stop at Burlington Coat Factory because I had some... Uh, rebates and whatever that I could use there, mm -hmm. and um, I ended up getting some new kicks for the gym. Velcro. Yes. Velcro's making a comeback. <laughs> Down in. Puma with, Pumas with Velcro. Are... Did, did, do they have like little Superman and Batman designs on them? No, but there's a really big cat on the in, inside of the foot. What's well, Puma? Puma's a cat. They're all yeah. black. They're all black. Things are dope. Excuse me. But. <sighs> So what's next for you? Everybody knows what my plans are. I post everything publicly. I even tell people what time I'm going to bed on fucking Instagram timeline. <laughs> it just says, I just take a picture of either my pillow, my bed sheet, or my blanket. And it just says which one I'm taking a picture of and what time I took a picture of it. Because 10 seconds later, I'm in it and passed out. I usually say that one by year. By year? By year. 
Oh, by ear? Yeah. Is that actually how the term works? Yeah. Play it by ear. So how does that work? Play it by ear. So you're listening to... Do do you want, like, technical or do you want metaphorically? Well, both, I guess, if you're willing to entertain me. Well, like... Technically, if you're playing something by ear, it's you're you listen to a piece of music. Well, I'm assuming it's going to be a piece of music, and then you're playing it back on an instrument. Or perfect example, okay, of technically playing by ear. We all know how I get hair in my mouth. You know how I love to go out and karaoke. Mm-hmm. Like I will not do a song unless I know it. The only way I'll know a song is if I literally play it by ear, like listen to it, sing it. That's and I don't, and I, don't and I don't go up there and try to like wing it. Right, I don't try to make it my own because it's not my own. Like that's it's not my own. It's karaoke. I'm oh, not, you mean I'm not jo- a band? You mean, you mean Johnny Cash? It right. So it's if I'm going up and singing a song from Journey, like. It's going to be in the right pitch, in the right key, and I'm going to rock the shit out of it. The metaphoric part of it is play something by ear as well. We'll see what happens. Like, I kind of want to do this, but at the same time, I kind of just want to, like, go home and curl up under my blanket and crochet and watch a sappy Hallmark Christmas movie about two people falling in love, like, at the very stroke of midnight on Christmas. Yeah, because that totally happens. <laughs> so, that's it's one of those, like, just play it by ear. See what okay. happens. At least I know now what that actually means, <laughs> because people say so many things and they just don't understand them. Or I don't even think they understand what they're saying. It's like, you realize what that means or anything like that? And they just, they just say it because they hear it. Right. At least I understand what that actually means now. If that is indeed the correct definition, now I know what it means. I thought it was play it by year. No, play it by ear. Really? Yeah, by ear. Huh, I had it wrong the whole time. Well, you learned something new. It's like when you're watching a comedy when you were a kid and you didn't really understand the joke until you were about 10, about 10 to 15 years later, and then you realize, that's what he was talking about? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, my parents let me watch that? <laughs> yeah. It's like when Chevy Chase in, in, in Caddyshack and the girl goes... Uh, my uncle says you have a screw loose. And then he goes, oh, yeah, well, your uncle molests collies. I didn't know what that meant. It's like, I don't know what the word molest means, and I don't know what a collie right? is. But now that I realize, he, yeah, he referred to his un- uncle having sex with dogs. Okay, I get that. That's actually a pretty goddamn good joke. That's, a, that's hilarious. That is what it means, right? So I'm like, that's a damn good joke. I need to go re- rewatch that movie for mm-hmm. all those little side things that I didn't get when I was a kid. Right. I mean, granted, that probably was not an appropriate movie for a kid, but I don't give a shit. That was a great right. movie. I tried watching it again, and I was like, maybe this movie just isn't doesn't hold up. Well, maybe the reason it doesn't hold up is because I've watched it like 60 times. And I'm trying to like, I you know how people like, you should need to watch this movie. It's a classic. Well, a lot of these classics are garbage nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I, But some of them I just think they just either pass their prime, they don't hold up, or maybe they just aren't funny to me, like. I really tried to watch the movie Slapshot. Like, I saw Goon. Loved Goon. Goon is about, you know, the enforcers in hockey. Slapshot was like the Paul Newman version, which came out in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. That was like a classic for sports fanatics, like a sports comedy. 
but it didn't really click with me. Mm-hmm. So when I watched Animal House, I had the same feeling. I was kind of worried that Animal House was kind of past its prime. Um, but I was like, let me entertain it and see if I can get something out of it. And there was some stuff in there that wasn't bad. Like, I, there was some there was some jokes in there I got, and I kind of enjoyed it, and it was entertaining for what it was. But I feel like there was a lot of it that was kind of washed up. Mm-hmm. So I was worried, like, a lot of these movies I used to watch, or maybe I laughed at as a kid, aren't that good anymore. So I watched Top Gun again. But the fact of the matter is, you can't kill Top Gun, because that movie is still awesome. It still kicks ass. It's cheesy as fuck. And I absolutely... And it's got one of the best songs on it. Well, actually, that whole... Wow, that whole yeah. I mean, actually, one of the most underrated songs on that whole soundtrack is Mighty Wings. Mighty Wings is the shit. I mean, that's got one of the best uh, lines with that Pete with that synthesizer. Mm-hmm. That's and that's cheap trick. Like that's just, this song is dope. This song is awesome. It actually beats out Danger Zone. It's actually a better song than Danger Zone. Hey, hey, hey! That's my next feat I'm working on when I get up on that stage. Oh, Danger Zone's still cool because yeah. it totally adds to the the whole thing in the movie. But I love it. Ice. And first of all, the this, the the graphic, the special effects in that in that mm-hmm. movie still hold up because there wasn't a lot of. Um, special effects Mm -hmm. it was all real combat real simulations real planes so there was no faking that there was no faking any of that That, those were real planes real simulations there was maybe one part where they were in that zero g dive and he took a picture and flipped the guy off Mm -hmm. in that scene with the russian yeah that you could tell there was that's kind of aged but still the rest of that movie's totally legit and that's why you love it so much because there's so much attitude with that movie and there's a lot of there's so many sexual overtone or undertones with whatever one it is with like him and Iceman secretly being gay and I don't know that's that's what I got so now I'm gonna have to go home and watch Top Gun Top Gun is (laughs) Top Gun is great and I'm can't wait for the new one I just hope they don't fuck it up that's another thing reboots I hate reboots I got a problem with I do I do have a problem with reboots too Mm mhm and I don't care if I sound like a, a chauvinist or whatever, whatever the word is for this. I got a problem with them redoing Ghostbusters like that. Yes. Yes. First of all, you didn't do it for empowerment reasons. You did it to grab a certain uh, part of the audience, a certain population of the audience, mm-hmm. and make money. And from all the reviews and everything like that, no. Yeah. First of all, Ghostbusters 2 was crap. It was a shitty movie. Actually, I like I like that one better than the first one. I love the first one. The first one to me had the right amount of pure comedy. The mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, was it? The, I yeah. just like I like the whole theory of like the the pink slime in in the second one. Yeah, but I can agree with that. And Vigo, the the villain, was freaky. It was yes. super creepy. Oh my god! Yeah. But the actual like acting in that movie and the it, jokes. The, yeah, the acting sucked. They did, it like... didn't. It didn't land. Yeah, the concept. You're right. You like the concept. The concept was cool, right? But to me, it didn't it, it didn't land. The jokes weren't landing. It was mm-hmm. too cheesy. It was more geared towards kids. And they tried to overdo it with some of the special effects. Mm-hmm. Where in the first one, a lot of the comedy was intact because it was new. It was still gritty. There was uh, what do they call it? pantomime or something like that, where it was grandiose in such a way where, like, the whole point of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the whole uh, portal to the uh, to the after to the 
next dimension. And, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was original. Back then it was original. Sigourney Weaver's sex appeal. First of all, Sigourney Weaver's gorgeous. In that movie, yes, she was. In that movie, yeah, you're, you're right. Cause yes. she's not that attractive in uh, in Aliens. Which she, is, wasn't even, she wasn't even that attractive in, like, the, the second Ghostbusters movie. But, no. but the first one, she was definitely she had a lot of sex appeal there. She had something going on in that movie. I always liked Sigourney Weaver because, to me, she was... She legitimately had balls mm-hmm. in that in that move in Aliens. Mm-hmm. Not the not the first, first one, Alien. Okay, whatever. well, the fact that she shaved her head, you know that. Well, she, she shaved balls. her head in the third one in Alien Three. Mm-hmm. In Aliens, though, there was something about that movie. First of all, the first one was done by Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. He did Gladiator. He, he did, did Legend. He did. He did Prometheus. James Cameron took over for the second one. He took over. He did, he did, obviously, James Cameron did everything. He did Avatar, mm-hmm. Terminator, Titanic. He said, I got this. Let mm-hmm. me take care of this. And the way he directed Sigourney Weaver in that movie and the way she responded as an amazing female role with mm-hmm. who was empowering and awesome, it didn't seem forced. It mm-hmm. seemed like this is awesome. I love this chick. She's got balls. She took over and she did it the right way. Mm-hmm. And the movie just flowed so much better. I fucking love that movie. Aliens is one of my favorite movies of all time. It was scary. It was intense. It still holds up. Granted, some of the some of the CGI is a little is very dated, but mm-hmm. loved it and loved Sigourney Weaver. No issues there. I just think that comparing that to the new Ghostbusters, night and day. Shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that's coming out right now. There's something that's really cool that I want to see. Some of it I'm all set with. Yeah, I love the new Marvel stuff. The new Captain America I wasn't the biggest fan of. I haven't seen any of the new Marvel stuff yet. You haven't? No. I'd peek into it. I think there's some really cool storylines there. There's some storylines there. There's some characters that you might, mm-hmm. you know, like and things like that. Oh, yeah, no. Like, I like I like Marvel comics and whatnot. I just haven't actually seen any of the movies yet. That's a... Well, you're definitely behind. Yes, yes, I am considering. You know, I mean, there's... My, my little one is like, today I'm Iron Man, and then the next day he's the Hulk, and then the day after that, well, I have no idea because he'll just go through every character. Well, you're about a dozen movies behind this point. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's two yeah. Thors, three Captain Americas, three Iron Mans, although I two have Avenger to say, movies. I, I do have to say the remake of like the Fantastic Four. That, did, like, that that was it, it, throw like, that away. That doesn't count. Yeah, that. But no, I'm just saying. Like, if we're talking like superheroes, yeah, like no, no, you got to that one just didn't work out. You know what's funny is neither did um the uh, the X Men movies. They weren't that you, great. The, the only X Men movie that I liked was the second one. Oh, X Two, X Men yeah. United. Yeah, I liked that one too because it was a little more graphic. Right, um, and then then you had the students, so it wasn't just like the adult mutants. Like now you have the students that are getting involved, and you get you learn more about Logan. Right. The first X Men was stupid. It was terrible. The second one <clears throat> completely switched it around. I was like, this is a good movie. <clears throat> the third one was okay. And then they started getting into uh, origin, mm-hmm. and they kind of screwed up. But and then they started doing this new Days of Future, like the past and the present. And yeah, they have an idea; they're sort of working with it, but I don't think it's quite panned out. It's okay. Like the first one they attempted with it was pretty good. It was great, cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they really nailed it. 
I think they kind of missed the boat on a lot of it. And just like the 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 new Star Wars movie. Oh, uh, what? Force Awakens? Yeah. You didn't like that? No, they they gotta stop with the Star Wars franchise. Like, there's you can only take the storyline. So I actually far before it's like okay, now it's getting old. I think they actually did it right though, with the Star Wars one, because obviously one, two, and three, the ones they did in the late nineties, mm-hmm. those were awful. They were awful. They were just they were ridiculous. With this one, they said, let's get back to basics. Let's focus on what pe- the 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 characters that the people know and love. The fact that they got Carrie Fisher. Harrison Ford, uh, um, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. A lot of the original characters from the back is amazing. They kept it simple. They kept you focused on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. All right, and this is this is who you're supposed to like. This is who you're not supposed to like. And then, well, how do, what's bigger than the Death Star? Okay, how about a Death Planet? And then that was pretty cool. And they kept that simple for the most part, and they made you attached and things like that, and they righted a few wrongs, and I enjoyed that, um, and I think it moved along pretty well. I'd have to watch it again, but for the most part, I, I enjoyed it. I think there's a lot to be learned from that movie, but it was pretty. For the most part, it was pretty simple. Was it the best movie I ever saw? No, not by any means, but I enjoyed it. But then again, you have to be a Star Wars fan. You have to be a Star Wars fan. It's like you have to like st- if you're not a Star Trek fan. You're never going to like Star Trek movies. No, no, and you're absolutely right. And I can honestly say, like, really the only thing I like about Star Wars were the Ewoks. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Return of the Jedi, which is actually probably my favorite one. Yep. Yeah, if you're not a fan of it then, don't don't worry about it. Yeah. You have to be attached. By the way, with the X-Men stuff, they have an R-rated version coming out. I think it's the last one. But it's about (laughs) Logan, and I think they're just throwing it to the book. At this time, this one is R-rated. He's old, he's he's angry, and like all the all the mutants are dead, and now they're coming for him. And I, it, the fact that it's R-rated, the trailer first of all, they used um, the cover of Hurt by Johnny mm-hmm. Cash by mm-hmm. John Cash, and that is throughout the whole. Once you put that in a trailer. You've just taken the audience in a whole different direction. That song, first of all, the original by Nine was pretty crazy. It was pretty intense. But when Johnny took it, that's just Twitter. When Johnny took it and, and, and did it, I remember Trent saying, you know, this is not my song anymore. And then you take that song and you put that in a movie trailer. You know how you watch a movie trailer sometimes mm-hmm. and you go, that's cool. And then you look at a movie trailer and you go, that's bullshit. I, mm-hmm. I have lost all. This one, it was like, they're going in a direction that is completely different from all the other movies, and this could make or break the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's called, and the whole the movie's called Logan. And I'm like, okay, you have my attention. But lately, I haven't really gone gotten to go to the movies just because I don't want to. First of all, you get you know, it's yeah. I if you go to the movies every weekend. If, realize you're going to run up a, uh, an expensive tab uh, but I, I'm, I'm not going to pay $15 to sit in an uncomfortable seat and fall asleep because the lights are off and there's a big glow from a big screen when I can do that on my nice comfy couch or on my nice comfy bed with my nice little 
30-inch flat-screen TV <laughs> and not have to worry about it. I don't, um... See, I like going to the theater, I, I or I originally did. I enjoyed the um, the pageantry of it, the huge line, the amount of people who are excited for it because you kind of move with the crowd. When you're in the theater, you can feel everybody else in the theater like mm-hmm. focused on it. And then you make fun of the people who got there really late and now they're hunting, they're walking up and down. It's like, ha fuckers, now you got to go and hunt for seats all mm-hmm. the way at the front. you got to sit in the Cloverfield seats. Okay. Um... And I always get there early, so I always get good seats. Right by the aisle, near the back, perfect. So I, I enjoyed the whole, hey, you know, it's, now it's not just going to see a movie. Now it's like an event. Everybody's there, and it's opening weekend. And, you know, you're there with your friends, and you're chatting about the dorky stuff, and then they finally announce that you're going in. You're like, cool, and then you sit there, and you watch the previews for the, the movie trailers that you've already seen because that's the type of person I was. And I used to hold. I had. I used to keep all the movie, all the um, the ta- the uh, the uh, the tickets. I used to keep all the ticket stubs. Mm-hmm. Every single movie, kept it, all the ticket stubs. Wow. Yeah. And then, well, when life changed, that's another thing I threw out. But I had them all, you know, stapled onto this little mm-hmm. piece, and they were in a, they were in a thing, and it was like, yeah, I saw all those movies. Mm-hmm. And then I could be like, I could show this to somebody someday, and they could ask me. You know, oh, you saw that? Yeah, I saw that. It's like when you went, like in the 30s or 40s or whatever, when they had those really big billboards, where they had those billboard posters of like, mm-hmm. ooh, Car- the new Cary Grant movie. First of all, if you went and saw Gone with the Wind back in, you know, back when it came out, that was it. There was no straight to DVD or VHS. No, you saw that movie. That was the only time you saw it. That's it. You didn't see it in theaters. You're all set, pal. That's it. You're all done. There's no, there's no more Gone with the Wind. It's, yep. it's done. <laughs> But now you have the option of, like you said, cozying up in front of your 30-inch TV with your fuzzy slippers and watching mm-hmm. it. But the pat, like I said, the pageantry of coming back to the movie theaters and experiencing it with three, four hundred people and hopefully not getting shot in the meantime is the cool part of that. And I enjoy that that event of being around people. Mm-hmm. Back when I used to like being around people. Um, but now and lately, I just haven't cared. I haven't really cared. Like I would have, I would have liked to have gone, gone and seen Doctor Strange or something. That else. looks good. Yeah, because it's very Inception y looking, right. and I, I, I don't know anything about Doctor Strange, but I, I just neither do I. But, and I didn't go see the new Independence Day movie, but thankfully that's a, that was a good thing because it turned out to suck. Um, but I've been catching up on movies that I haven't seen well, ever. Like I saw the new Terminator movie, I enjoyed it. So, I think the last one I saw was Genesis. Yep. And I have, I have to say, I, it was better than 3, and it was way better than Salvation. It it was entertaining. I, it was entertaining. I have to say, I like how they took scenes from the very first Terminator movie, mm-hmm. and there were some scenes from the second, and they merged it. And I, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I, I'm like, what the heck just happened? They didn't cheese it up too much. They made it, they kept it pretty legitimate. They didn't mm-hmm. over style it. I mean, yeah, there was some stuff in there that kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like some of the jokes. But the jokes were funny. Like, I, I right. enjoyed the jokes and things like that. But they didn't do it too much. Like, 
They kept Arnold. He was still a badass. Mm-hmm. They kept the plot there. They still made it serious. Like, the beginning was very serious. No joke there. They didn't fuck with it too much. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a plot line. Like, I take movie plot lines seriously. And that one, they kept with it. They kept with it. They, they, the timeline for that movie was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So when I went and saw Salvation, first of all, McGee did a horrible job. That was a terrible movie. I was so disappointed. That was a movie I was so looking forward to, and they ruined it. So that pissed me off. So I don't like it when they take big franchises like that and pretty much shit them all up. Right. Like when they did the new, they did the new Batman vs Superman. Was not cool. I was not cool with that. I was like, great, you're now gonna take the whole Dark Knight trilogy and throw that in the trash. Mm-hmm. First of all, the Dark Knight Rises was not that great. I thought it was cool, but I think it was very jumbled. But the Dark Knight and Batman Begins, sick. But now you're gonna just now you're just like you said reboots. Just right. keep rebooting, keep rebooting, keep right. rebooting. I'm fucking exhausted. Yep. I don't know what to watch anymore. I'm not going. Mm, no more Spider Man. No more Spider Man. I'm no. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Kiss my ass. I'm good. I can't do it anymore. I was never a fan of Spider Man. Maybe because I because he's like a spiders. bitch. He's... I don't like spiders. So <laughs> any anything that has well, he's, to do... realize he's a guy in a spider costume. It doesn't matter. Like it's and he shoots semen even... out of his hands. I mean, so <laughs> you know that's well. That's that's, that's probably cre- it's creepy enough as it is. Yeah, that's some, so some fucking gorilla splooge. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, I was never. I wasn't really a fan either because I thought he was like the weakest. Mm-hmm. So. I was actually more of a fan of the Punisher. If you ever saw the, um, there is Daredevil on Netflix, didn't watch the first season, didn't really care. I was like, I'm, I'm all set. I got enough superheroes in my life. Yeah. But then I heard that the Punisher was in season two. I used to watch, I used to read the Punisher when I was a kid. So, immediately caught my attention. Mm-hmm. So I was like, alright, I'm going to watch the whole season. Watched it. Like, this is pretty good. Then I watched season two, when he shows up. Sold immediately sold i was like this is this is who he is this is who he was they did it right this is who he was from the comic books Mm -hmm. granted he was a little he wasn't as scruffy in the movie but he was just as badass he was just as don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. he was not lighthearted. he was just like he was in the books right so i was totally a fan of that and um that's what I've been trying. I just been trying to keep up. Like when I first started the the, the site, it was mostly about movies and stuff like that. And I was kind of feeling like I got back to my roots with it. So I'm enjoying mm-hmm. that part of it. Plus, it doesn't. Inv- I don't have to involve people with it. I can kind of sit there by myself and not bother mm-hmm. when I do have time to watch a movie, though. Right. But anyways, where's uh where's the little guy right now? With his dad. Oh. It's nice. his, it's his weekend with his dad. Oh. Yeah, you look exhausted. I kind of am. I, mean, I don't say that in a der- I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but yeah, I can tell. When you look at somebody, you go, you look tired. Who's that supposed to mean? No, it means you look tired because you seem tired. No, no, I am this week. Actually, the last month has been exhausting. So, I have wine at the house. Ooh. There you go. Yeah, that sounds cool. Well, why don't you go do that? I'll clean this up and I'll walk you out to you. Walk you out to your, your Ford Fusion. Is that what it is? I'm not. My, hey, my car is, my car is at, a, at, a, at a service dealership, so... I, 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 like, I like my Ford Fusion. I hate it. I'll walk out. I'll walk out.